Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. For years, Nike was one of the best-selling brands on Amazon. But for Nike, that was actually not a good thing. Because Nike itself wasn't selling on Amazon. Even though at that time Nike didn't sell Amazon, Nike was still the most purchased apparel brand on the site. Khadija Safdar covers retail. When we did a search at that time, Nike products on Amazon turned up 73,000 items. All those sneakers and all those shorts were being sold by third parties, and Nike really wanted to put a stop to that. So you can really see at that point why they would want to clamp down on that. Because if you can easily go and purchase a Nike item on Amazon, and so many people have Amazon.com on their phones, what's your incentive at that point to go and download the Nike app and just be curious enough to find Nike items? There's already 73,000 available on Amazon. Then in 2017, Nike thought it had found a possible solution. But that solution came with a catch. Today on the show, the deal that Nike struck with Amazon and why only two years later, Nike is walking away. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Friday, November 15th. Most of the Nike products sold on Amazon aren't fakes. They're real Nike products. It's just Nike doesn't have control over them. One of Nike's biggest concerns was this whole gray market of products that is sold on Amazon. By that, I mean random people going out and buying legitimate Nike products and selling them on the platform so they could have bought them from an off-price chain. Mm -hmm. Buy it on sale from Nike and then go sell it on Amazon. Why is it such a bad thing for Nike that there are these gray market sellers on Amazon? Because they don't have control of the brand and the way that it's shown. They want to be the seller of Nike products. Mm -hmm. They want to dictate what shoes are available, essentially, and at what prices, and if there are all these third-party vendors that are buying up shoes and selling them, then it sort of it messes up with Nike's strategy in terms of how they interact with consumers. Is that kind of... That's true, and also it kind of floods the market. So there's all these thousands of Nike products available on Amazon. There's less incentive for somebody to go to a store and purchase Nike or go to Nike store and purchase Nike. You want to maintain some level of exclusivity for your brand Mm -hmm. so that you're dictating the terms in which those products are being sold. Nike's lack of control over how these third parties priced and sold Nike gear on Amazon posed a business risk. It wasn't illegal, but it wasn't how Nike would prefer to have its goods sold. That was made even worse by another problem that Nike had with Amazon. Counterfeits were popping up on the site, and that could further undermine the brand. Then, in 2017, Amazon and Nike hatched a possible solution. For years before this, Amazon had been trying to win over Nike. Amazon's courtship of Nike dated back several years. The company had flown to its headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon, several times. At one of the meetings, Jeff Wilkie flew there himself, and he's 
Jeff Bezos is deputy, so very top senior Amazon executive going to Oregon to woo Nike. Uh And when you send a top executive, that's usually a signal that you really want to create a strong partnership. Amazon wanted the credibility of big brands selling directly on its platform, but Nike had consistently refused. Nike is already one of the biggest apparel companies in the world, and they're distributed in lots of stores, including their own. So finding new customers wasn't much of a draw. And Nike was reluctant to join Amazon to begin with because it had problems with the way its brand would be presented on the site. The thing that really gives a lot of brands pause is the fact that Amazon is kind of the everything store. It's like where you buy toilet paper and really cheap items. And so they don't want to be seen in that environment where every product you just flip through and two shirts are the same next to each other. If Nike joined Amazon, it wouldn't just be losing control of the brand presentation. It'd also be losing control of the customer. So Nike doesn't want to just sell you a sneaker. It wants you to sell you everything, like a shirt, a bag to go with it, some pants. If they can bring you into their store and into their experience, they can get you to buy a second item or a third item. Whereas if you go and buy on Amazon, you buy your sneaker and then you turn around and you look at the next brand, which could be a competitor. Nike, they don't get to keep the customer the same way that they can when they're using the sneakers app or their own Nike shopping app. All of these factors led Nike to resist Amazon's overtures to join. But when Nike and Amazon were talking in 2017, Amazon offered something to try and get Nike on board. It had to do with that gray market. What Amazon did was they used that as a bargaining chip. If you come on our platform, we'll crack down on these random people that are selling your products. You'll have so much more control. You create a brand page and let's do a test. And why wasn't this something that Amazon was willing to clamp down on without Nike joining the platform itself? Amazon wants as many sellers as possible to join the platform. They want people to be buying goods and selling them, and it's very easy to sign up for an Amazon account and become an Amazon seller. For Amazon, getting Nike itself on board could compensate for getting those third parties off the site. And so they started negotiating over a plan. If Nike officially joined Amazon, the journal reported at the time, Amazon would block third parties from selling the same items that Nike was selling. And it would do that by tracking the unique item number that every product has. Then something happened that gave the negotiation some urgency. Good morning, Topping America's Money. Trouble for a major retailer. Sports Authority has filed for bankruptcy and announced plans to close or sell about 140 of its stores. That's nearly one-third of its locations. Sports Authority was one of the biggest sellers of Nike products. And when it went into bankruptcy, it had an estimated $400 million worth of Nike inventory. All of it was sold off at rock-bottom prices. This was great news for some of those third-party sellers. Suddenly, they could buy a bunch of cheap Nike merchandise and put it on Amazon. But it was bad news for Nike. Not only were there more products outside its control, it had also just lost one of its biggest distributors. Under this new pressure in 2017, Nike accepted Amazon's offer. At the time, Nike said it was, quote, looking to improve the Nike consumer experience on Amazon. But it didn't work out exactly as planned. That's after the break. 
What is dedication? People ask how your children learn how to ride a bike and you didn't. I just created an environment where they taught themselves and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Right when Nike and Amazon struck that deal, People who sold Nike gear on Amazon started getting emails from Amazon telling them that soon they'd have to stop selling some of their Nike products. And Nike started putting items on its Amazon page. Amazon gave Nike a brand page. It's a similar brand page to some of the other, like J. Crew has its own brand page. Nike actually only sold very few items on the platform, and they were basic items. So you weren't getting Jordans on Amazon being sold from Nike. You were getting socks and basic sneakers, and they were saving all their best stuff for their sneakers app and for their stores, mm-hmm. not for Amazon. A lot of brand partnerships start out this way, with a smaller selection of cheaper items. And the idea is that over time, the brand will keep expanding. But Nike still had the same branding concerns about Amazon that it had always had. And so it didn't keep expanding. I think Nike had decided that it was going to maintain its brand image and not offer the Jordans and the premium items on Amazon. For them, offering a few items, basic items, in order to crack down on the gray market, that was seemed like a smart idea at the time. I see. So they didn't really go all in here. No, they didn't really commit to Amazon. It was kind of like they dipped their toe in a uh-huh. little bit. Yeah. What did Amazon think of that fact, that they weren't going all in in the way that Amazon probably hoped they would? So sources have told us that there was constant negotiations between the two companies, and obviously Amazon wanted Nike to be selling more products on the platform, and Nike was resisting. And then the other thing that we've heard from people that we've been speaking to is that Nike executives really felt that Amazon didn't deliver on the cracking down of third-party sellers, Mm -hmm. and that Nike items were still widely available on Amazon. If Nike wasn't going to go all in, then Amazon had a problem. It would be kicking off Nike products sold by third parties without any items to replace them. And remember, these products are huge sellers on the site. If Amazon got rid of them, it'd be kicking off some of its most popular items. And Amazon didn't feel like those third-party retailers were really doing anything wrong. As for the third-party sales, those are like, Amazon feels legitimate sales. They're making it better for the consumer because those items wouldn't be available otherwise. Mm -hmm. So they haven't really cracked down on those types of items to the extent that brands want them to. So Amazon is willing to try to help crack down on counterfeit products. But if you're just another business selling Nike products, they're not going to step in the way of that because that's just another store. That could be any other retailer that sells on their platform. Especially if Nike isn't selling that particular item. If they crack down on the sale of that item, it's just not available at all on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Counterfeits were also still a problem, though Amazon said it prohibits the sale of counterfeits and gives brands tools to take them down. But this situation where Nike wasn't going all in and third-party sales persisted on Amazon led to a total breakdown. 
And this week, after two years of testing things out with Amazon, Nike announced that it would not renew its agreement to sell goods directly on the site. Nike said in a statement that it wanted to focus more on direct customer relationships via its app and its own retail stores. It's also paring back on the number of retailers it uses across the board. Amazon issued a statement too. It said that it has lots of partners and that it agrees with its partners more than it disagrees with them. It also said that when it negotiates with brands, it's doing so on behalf of customers to get the biggest selection and the best prices. Nike is trying to play it down by saying it was a pilot. Amazon is trying to play it down by saying that this is a normal course of business. This isn't us, like, Mm -hmm. having a problem with most of the brands we sell. We agree with most people and that this is common business practice. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is a big deal because Nike being one of the biggest clothing brands out there and Amazon being the biggest e-commerce company, I mean, how these companies interact with each other sets precedence for how the rest of the economy starts to kind of fit in around these two big players, particularly Amazon. And I think it really says something just about the state of shopping and retail that one of the most widely available brands on Amazon is potentially going to be a brand that doesn't sell on Amazon. Uh The biggest online store. So what does that tell you, though, largely about the relationship between Amazon and brands? It's a fraught relationship. They understand that this is a massive online retailer and the force to be reckoned with in a company that's going to be around for a while, but they don't like it (laughs) and they don't like some aspects of it. And a lot of the control that they had, pricing control, distribution control, that's slowly eroding and Amazon has contributed to that. Nike's decision to leave Amazon is unusual, but it's not entirely unique. In 2016, Birkenstock decided to leave Amazon, too, for the same reason. Birkenstock was fed up with all the third-party sales. But there are still Birkenstocks on Amazon. And after Nike's gone, there will still be Nikes. And those brands will probably be fine without Amazon. I guess it's great if you're one of those brands that can afford to survive outside of Amazon's pull. But for all the other brands that don't have the same weight and pull with consumers as Nike, what does the future hold for them? Some brands have found that selling on Amazon is beneficial to them, that they're reaching a different kind of consumer, and they've managed to curate a set of products that they feel are better suited to the Amazon customers, so something that's like more basics, and that it'll allow them to reach a customer that wouldn't normally go into their store so they can introduce their brand to that type of person. But then other brands... It's kind of like a move of desperation. They're really looking for other distribution channels, and this is kind of what they're doing to survive. And I mean, what Amazon has done is it's made the seller irrelevant. Like When you're on Amazon, that's not the number one thing that consumers are looking for. Like, who is selling me this shirt? It says Nike on it, and they look at the price. I don't know if the average customer, if you were to walk down and question someone on the street, whether they know that... Nike's selling on Amazon or not, because for their purposes, they're searching Nike shirts and they're coming up and they can buy them.
That's all for today, Friday, November 15th. Special thanks to Laura Stevens and Sarah Germano for their reporting on this story. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are me, Ryan Knudsen, and Kate Leimbaugh. Kate, we hope you feel better soon. We're produced by Annie Minoff, Ricky Novetsky, Sarah Platt, and Willa Rubin. Our senior producer is Pia Godkari. Annie Rose Strasser is our supervising producer. Griffin Tanner is our engineer. Our executive producer is Gerard Cole. Mixing this week is by Sam Baer and Peter Leonard. Our theme music is by Haley Shaw. Additional music this week comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Billy Libby, Peter Leonard, Bobby Lord, and Haley Shaw. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you like to listen. We'll see you Monday afternoon. Thanks for listening.